I wanted to continue speaking last week's topic. Um, so one hand, there's a lot to speak about. The other hand, the uh, discussion is pretty... No, <clears throat> the, the discussion is pretty straightforward and direct. Um, the main question is that to understand what's the meaning of Rashi, the Rashi says, that his mother says that there were six, call it three oaths, really six, the mother says. Maybe she may even swear. One of them won't go up to Israel as one, they won't rebel against nations of the world. <clears throat> they won't try to bring the redemption with their own hand, basically. Maybe she made the nations swear that they won't subjugate the Jews too much. And then, sorry, and then uh, there's also this three shavuos that it says that they shouldn't reveal the end of days. They shouldn't prolong the end of days. And they should not reveal the secret, whatever that means, the secrets of the prayer that they're going. So, <coughs> the Rashi explains, they shouldn't, the video is, is okay. What does it mean they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't push away the end of days? Rashi says, they shouldn't push off the end of days with their sin. They shouldn't request it too much. So there's two points. So one point is you have some people that are antagonistic and uh, you know the question, you know, there's a very I don't know what the right word to use is a whole very unprofessional understanding of this Gemara, which is based in the misunderstanding of many other fundamental fundamental principles about Mashiach that some people have, which is what does it mean shouldn't push the Mashiach, they shouldn't down for too much, you say? It's not our business when Mashiach comes, if he comes, should he come, should he not come. Maybe she basically tells you that I want you to get involved, don't push it too much. I'll bring it when I want and have a nice day. I mean, this understanding is, first of all, reflects a, a, a very bad, <laughs> use a good word, understanding of, the, of, of how the Jewish people relate to Mashiach. And I mean, if they reject, there's so many sources about Babishter wants and is waiting for the Jewish people, Jewish people to pray. Babishter has kindness to the Eden, why they're not asking for Mashiach. And it's been plenty of Amore Chazal. And the whole understanding that Mashiach is something Babishter brings, and we're just sitting bystanders, is, 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 is just the opposite of, of understanding what Mashiach is all about. And the first thing is like that. It also, but more particularly, reflects a very a bad understanding of what the case, the end of days mean. People say, yeah, the Sheikh is very important, but there's a set time, basically, until the set time comes, it's none of our business bringing the Sheikh, not bringing the Sheikh. We'll come at the set time. We don't know what's the set time. We don't know what the set time is. First of all, there's different <coughs> set time. You see here that there's a possibility that you could be Merachik Yasakis, you could God forbid push off, but push off, but delay the end of time. So people look at it, the word kates, end of time, they interpret to mean there's a sad time when Mashiach is close to come. That's it's very important. But until that sad time happens, it's they don't the, 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 the basic understanding that the Geula is a 
is, is a, is a um, that the Vula that's going to happen is, 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 is not just something that happens, you know, uh, all of a sudden they just don't want, but it's totally not void of Yid, and the case is totally in us, and that we participate in the bringing of Mashiach. I'll show you what the Ravashi in, in Shabbos. Rashi says over there that the Ketz is, according to Rashi, it doesn't make sense. Rashi taxes, Ketz means an opportunity. It doesn't mean the act of conduct. The mother says there are two different things. The Ketz and then the act of conduct. Two different separate things. Look, so it's just Rashi. I don't know. It's a very, very big subject, but there's it, it, it a very big misunderstanding here that people take the word of the Gemara today, it's value as a case, as the end of time, not, I don't mean the end of time, the set time. And Mashiach is supposed to come that time. It's not Shachros making him come real. It doesn't matter whether we could make him come real. But until that set time, Halak Mashiach is something which is programmed at a certain time. Up until that point, it's not part of the program. There's a total misunderstanding that Adarab, it's the end time, is a result of all the avoid of up until then. Particularly if you don't learn Chassidus, you don't understand the whole what Mashiach means and how Mashiach comes and what process leads to Mashiach. You can make this faulty understanding. But I don't want to get it. We discussed this in the past already. I mean, that's just, uh, there's a lot of learning about Mashiach that is necessary for people to understand why that notion is, is t- completely incorrect. But the, 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 the so, so, so that's first of all, there's a very unfortunate understanding of this Maimur Chazal, but as if Ki'ilu is like saying, the Ebishu says, you know, you stay in Golos, don't worry about Mashiach. Mashiach, I, the question is, what about Shemineser School with Mashiach and thus, like all, you know, Rabbi Klein, Rabbi Menashe Klein has in his childhood children's Mishnah Allah, his Kehlek the first Simon, he speaks about this. What does it mean not to request too much? He starts giving a whole list, all the places in Davin, very interesting how he listed to Kachatzois. <laughs> Everything about Mashiach, Shmein Esrei, Benching, you know, so he says, I don't know, you know, like, you, you eat, you sleep, you wake up, that is all about Mashiach. So the answer that people give reflects the complete misunderstanding of it. They say, yeah, this is what you're supposed to say, but not supposed to do more than that. First of all, reflects, they obviously don't so, yeah. identify with what they, they say. say yeah, they, they, they really think that if some type of service is supposed, you're supposed to tell David you want Mashiach, but you're not really supposed to mean the Rahmanah words line, you know? That's first of all. That, that answer reflects that you don't need to go further, it just shows that there's a basic misunderstanding of, you know, what Davin means, why you're Davin for Mashiach, and what, but also... Who the, the, writes those answers? Who writes is unfortunately the art... I mean, it's a Tachtoinim, as we say, Poland. That's what I was educated, Tachtoinim. You're right, you're right, but unfortunately... Unfortunately, people that don't learn about Mashiach, and they don't put everything into perspective, it's very easy to make this mistake. You take this Maimur Chazal, for example, you don't see what other Maimur Chazal counterbalance the secret. But I, but I don't want to get into that right now. I just wanted, it's very important to, to, to point that out. So, the other problem with that answer about all the tzvilis is that, it says you shouldn't have done it, you're more than enough. 
doesn't mean more than enough. If, if, if every day you're davening so many times about it, so when exactly is the limit more than enough? Not more than enough. But the main thing I want to discuss this was more to understand Poshit's, the question here wasn't, you know, uh, I wasn't discussing last week so much the notion that people have, you know, they're not supposed to bring Mashiach is not our problem, but there was more discussing the what does Takarashi mean here. So in general, there's a number of approaches over here, and I'll review them with a few more details. First of all, the Mooncatcher speaks about this. The Mooncatcher wrote a few places about this. Actually, he didn't write it himself, but he also, he, I, he, one of his Talmudim, Rabbi Shlomit Sukkot, Rabbi Sarov, Hungary, something like I think, he, he commissioned him to write a sefer called Mashmiya Yeshua. And during the First World War, the Mooncatcher was, came up very strongly, very fiery, um, uh, opinion that you have to daven, you shouldn't daven the war should end, you should daven the Mashiach should come, instead of davening for a temporary break and then temporary peace, you should daven for Mashiach to come. Very strong about it. And the whole Sefer, it's a very powerful Sefer, discusses a lot. Um, it brings a very fascinating Sefer, the truth is, you know, he brings many different interesting Sfarim about different on, on that topic. What's the Sefer called? Mashmiya Yeshua. Find it, find it in Hebrew books that are if you're interested. So he, uh, but it was was written with his under devil. He was the one that gave the told him to write it. So he came out very strong. He says you have to have Mitzrayim never should Mashiach to come. It was it's a big. I don't want to speak about it. It's very very interesting though. It also shows you how much you don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. There are certain machlokes between him and another. God will be Yisrael. Yeah. And people thought the Machlekes was about petty things. But I saw a Sefer that he writes, his father lived the Munkach, and the Machlekes was the Munkach wanted that they should, that a Kitani have to have Mashiach should come. The other God will be Yisrael get tired. Now is not yet this man Hagulam. Ammonis and Yisrael are coming to him crying. The husbands are being killed. They don't have their father. He wanted the war to end. He didn't want to... Uh, so the Machlekes so looked like that it was a Psyrabonus fight. It really was a fight that Munkacher wanted that everyone should... All the Sadiqim should come together to, to agree that they should arm from each But when you see a little bit more of the history, it's very fascinating. The, the... But anyway, the whole thing. So... so, so um, but the Munkatcher speaks about this Rashi a number of times. He takes a very strong approach, I would say. Yeah, he has it in the guide, no question about it. He has broad shoulders, as they say. Once, first of all, he writes the words of Rashi are not necessarily la halacha. No, you can't deny the halacha. First of all, he writes, Rashi says, there's one version of the mother, they shouldn't further the end of day. And which means they shouldn't dissonate through their sins. And Rashi says, there's another version that they shouldn't push off the end of day. They shouldn't be doichik. That's fine. Even according to that version, he says you could explain it differently than that. Yitzchakul to push, but also means to push away. Does not mean to push to force. Then the days to come. So he, uh, so he says why Rashi's interpretation is not, is not definite. Doesn't have to be that exact. And he says then he speaks another place. He says what's the limit? He says all our davening is for tikkun chatzos. He mentioned last week. So they can used to cry for hours, taking chatzos. What were they crying about? The days of Mashiach should come. They weren't crying. Say, oh, they were crying about the Talmudish destruction. They weren't 
asking from Mashiach to come. He says, if so, that's called being Mahara Rakam Yudais. It means you're complaining to Davish. You're not asking for something. It's totally, it's even whatever. So he writes the words Rashi here. One, one place he writes, they're they're not Lahalaka. That's first of all. Second thing he writes, which is I read in many other, you have the Ismach Moshe wrote this and, and, and uh, some safer writers. This is a Mahalaka that Rebbe also seems to have accepted one of the, at least, ways of understanding this Gemara, is that it's only talking about doing something at, in, 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 like using uh, Kabbalah, Mises, practical Kabbalah. The different stories I mentioned, they said, Duladayna and others, that they tried to use different mystical powers to try to force Mashiach to come. It wasn't just davening to Mashiach, but they were davening, they were trying to force it to come. So, this is what it's talking about. The, the, I mentioned last week also, the Ayel Moishnik or whatever, it went back and forth. Interesting is how we had discussed it with Rashi. So, uh, so he says, the only problem he says is that. The simple reading of Rashi doesn't seem to support this. Rashi says they shouldn't daven too much. It doesn't say about being mashpia malachim, kabbalah maisis. You know, he could have put it in the words of Rashi. So there's another approach he gives. The truth is that Sadiq Hakoyen, Preet Sadiq and Pashas, he says the same thing. He says there were certain Sadiqim that had the power to be Mashiach through their davening. And there's the famous story in the Gemara of Metziah, Rabchi and his sons, which Rabbi Donatsi put them to the Amud. And he says, those Sadiqim that had the power, they knew when their limit was <laughs> not to push it too much. So, in other words, the point over here is let's understand the context. The point over here is Yukakos Akech means to force Mashiach to come. Now, a regular Yid is going to sit in Daven. A lot of dogs are going to force Mashiach to come. You had Sadiqim that had the Koyak through their Tzvila to do that. You had a few Sadiqim. So to them, this is what was, who was directed to. So that's, that's, uh, that, so, so that, that's, what, that's what he says. Um, that's one. Now, just to backtrack a little bit, there's a whole discussion which I mentioned last week that I want to get into, which is, this really is a whole, you know, when the Zionism came, debate. It's, it's a very complicated discussion on many, many fronts whether these oaths are still binding now. And, for I mean, because, you know, the kind of the Zionists believe and everyone should go up there to Israel make their establishment. And we seem to completely, openly be rejecting these three oaths. And there are various, various different approaches. And the, like I mentioned last week, the Rebbe clearly, again, the Rebbe clearly, when he spoke about the three oaths, it seems that the Rebbe held that they still existed. Even though you could argue that the Rebbe was saying that if they, the Rebbe clearly didn't just throw them away. That's clear. But it was back and forth, there was, there, there was, there was, uh, there, there, there was all discussion. But one, one part of the discussions, we don't find anywhere that these oaths are brought down in Halacha. It's not Halacha in Shulchan Aruch that says, Nalari rebel against the nations. It's not Halacha in Shulchan Aruch that says, you're not allowed to uh, dive into too much Mashiach. So in general, there's a whole discussion of these things are Lahallah. But that's true, so it's very important to keep that into context. When the Munkashah said that this Rashi, you shouldn't dive into too much, is not Lahallah. It's not just coming out of the blue to say that this Rashi is not Lahallah, because there's a much, much more general context over here. This whole Gambar Bukhal is Lahallah. It doesn't mean it's not binding, but in other words, the difference between something which is binding you and in a more of a spiritual way than something which is actual Lahallah in Taylor. But another thing, another part of the discussion is that 
they held, some people hold, that these oaths expired after a thousand years. And there is, our earlier Swadim, particularly regarding, seeing of not davening too much, the Sefer, written one of the Chachmei Taiman, whatever, he writes, there's other sources also, again, it's, it's a very complex and unclear discussion, but he writes that, it's, it's you not know, that Zoya brought down, it's brought down that Yidin was supposed to be in Golos with the Elif HaChamishim. The uh, fifth millennium, that is. The sixth millennium already was already the opportune time for Mashiach to come. So he writes that this Isra of Davening, too much of Mashiach, only applied during the fifth millennium. The whole day is the day, by day, Bisha day is a thousand years. The fifth millennium is that was Exodus HaGolos, and the initial decree of Golos only supposed to be a thousand years. Anything more than that is already, you know, more. So he says it was only during that time. After that time, it doesn't apply anymore. Some people want to say that all these oaths they wanted to say only applies during the thousand years. Other people will be shooting and vowed and how do you say such a thing? But particularly regarding this idea like, not to daven too much, that's what some people said. Um, there's also there's uh, the safer by the Meloy Haroyu, people know famously the safer wrote the Hellas Yaqe, which is against like the three of Kabbalah. Different things, what they are going to have. Well, he writes in the Sefer, one of his Swadim that he heard, he wrote a Sefer called Yakas and Gritz in the Chayza from Ubin, that at this time, it's not called anymore being Gaithikasakis. Pushing off the end of times means. Yeah, it means that you're pushing it, but now it's already the time for Mashiach, you're not pushing it. More, in other words, I mean, it, 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 I don't want to get into the discussion, but there's, you know, for example, Kisra Arizal, I believe it says that from the year Shimon with Hay, Year 5,335 is already the time of Pi'ita. It's not Akhishen anymore. It's already. So from that point on, it's already considered a regular time for so, so they, uh, So the Rebbe, like I mentioned also last week, took this a step further. The Rebbe said they're already in the time of the Gemara, Kolu Kalakit, and all the end times are over. So to say that there's an issue now to push the, 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 push the end of days doesn't apply. I want, it's important, again, in this discussion, it's very important to understand the context. And again, I'm maybe embellishing a little, a little bit, taking a little bit of a break, I explain it a little bit, but clearly this is what comes up from the sources. Let's understand what is the problem being Deitik Asakrits. What is the problem? Like I mentioned last week, the problem is the POSIC that says, the POSIC is really based on the Edo Spatias comes a posik in Shira Shirim says it four times, four different sikhim that are written a little bit differently. Baby says, I made you swear the daughters of Yerushalayim and to Iru Vim to Iru Asaba and Shetaf Patsik. You will awaken the love until the will desire. And the marshal is that Debisha loves the Jewish people and he says, I don't want you to beg me too much. I don't want you to beg me too much from Mashiach because if you beg me too much, I'm going to be forced to listen to you. And, but it's not the right time yet, so just wait until the time comes. So why is why what does David Shakir care if we push Mashiach? So for that, the, uh, the, the, the 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 like I mentioned last week, the standard explanation is because if we push it, we're going to be sitting in Shem and all be lost. Um, similar answer, which is connected probably, is that Mashiach will come through many, a lot of suffering. David Shakir says, don't push it. Well, well, uh, obviously, Klanzi is all suffering. Don't push it. So the idea here is like this. It's, it's, there's a context here, and it's a very fine balance. Look at Madame of Prague also explains. There's two shuvus over here. One is they shouldn't wait. I mean, I'm, the way it fits in the Gemara is everything. But amongst the shuvus, there's two things. One is they shouldn't push away the end of days. One is they shouldn't 
push it too early. In other words, Debeshir doesn't want you to prolong it, and he doesn't want you to push it too quickly. So, in other words, there's a fine balance. The same way a person can't say, oh, we can't push Mashiach to come, we can't, on the other hand, you know, ignore Mashiach's coming. Even at that time, let's say, according to the answer, that you weren't allowed to push it, but, you know, you can't. You, you, there was a fine balance. You had to dab in, because you couldn't force it. What's the point? So the point is, again, the idea here is you want, Mish- I mean, to borrow the term, you know, from Yudas Kisler, you know, that when he went to Petrburg, he, was, he said, ten chassidim shouldn't come. One of them was Rebuchel of Pasuk. He gave a ban. He didn't want any chassidim to come to Petrburg. Particularly, he was afraid from a certain chassidim. The one of the chassidim was Rebuchel of Pasuk, was the holy Jew, so he was able to burn down the whole Petrburg. He was going to get that Rebbe out of prison, you know, through other means and conventional ways. What's the problem if he does that? Uh, but I've also told the story that the Baditshu, the Baruch Mezhi, Bushasin, you could have put your hand on your forehead and you would have brought Mashiach. So he says, the point is, regarding the Chassidus now, that also regarding Mashiach, Mashiach has to become part of the world. If you push it, either in time, in other words, you push it too early, or the way you bring it, if you force it, you miss the boat. In other words, Mashiach is not, it's not going to be internalized within the the kavona won't be in the smaller. So Mamela itself understood, first of all, that when you have to understand when is the proper time that you could daven for Mashiach. Or that together with that, the same way you're not supposed to push Mashiach, but it's your job to make the coming of Mashiach, coming of Mashiach internalized within, uh, with, 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 within the system. So Mamela, this idea of pushing the end of days is only when you're tefillah, you consider pushing, that you're trying to force it. Trying to force it to come, not when it's supposed to come. So those Sadiqim that were trying to use Kabbalah Mises, they were definitely trying to force Mashiach when it wasn't yet the time. Those Sadiqim that had the Koyach that were there davening, they were able to force Mashiach. Also, now without using Kabbalah Mises, like the other answer, that so the certain Sadiqim had the power too, they feel they were doing Mashiach. It's also the point here is you're forcing it. Forcing it is, is, is a problematic. We also have the Shudas Rashi, not only when they printed some time ago, this from the Rikayach, he has in the Siddur. So they have from him under his shyness. So it's a certain his shyness, we don't say, Kalem or Shoyz, whatever. He writes there, he also brings down, he has a little, a little bit of a different verse in the Medrash. He also brings down this thing, Shalit Chakosa Kates to Davin. And he says, what does it mean that they shouldn't all come together to Davin? It seems what he's trying to say, you know, when there's Rahman of Islam, there's a plague, there's a famine. So the halacha says, you all come together, you blow Shoyz, you Davin. So to daven for Mashiach in such a way is also that's where it seems that, that it's, he seems to be learning. In other words, it can't be going to the kind of sibur. Let's all come and daven for Mashiach. Again, I'm not saying it's lahalach. I'm just saying essentially scabs of kumam yachav or something like that. Yeah. In other words, it's not that he gives a certain context. In other words, it's also you're like trying to force it. But when you're davening, it's already getting late, but there was many other points I wanted to say. wanted to say two points. First of all, the, the moon catcher, he also writes, he said that his Bnei Socha was a Zayda. He said, Bebeshir knows, he said, there's one shame. And I'm sorry, that was a question. Gazan Raka said that there's a certain shame. The name of Hashem, he knows they could bring Mashiach with it. But he doesn't use it because if Bebeshir doesn't want to get bring Mashiach, he also obviously understands he shouldn't use it to bring Mashiach. Then there was the Bnei Yisachar says that David knows that if we wanted to, so he could have broke gates and locks. Moirin, uh, they say a moir, uh, fortress and locks to bring Mashiach. 
So the, but what can we do? The Ebi should told us leave chokas get so to nun chasalos rasks. Koach nafish they You know, Jewish lives are are at stake every day in Golos. So so let, let's say there's the shvur and the shvur it forbids us. But who cares if it forbids us? We have to go. We have to put our life on the line to save other Jews and to bring Mashiach. So he says that he said the answer you have to say is that if he would have done it this way, it wouldn't have ended up being a proper Yeshua. He wouldn't have accomplished anything. So there's a word of the Rebbe, you know, it says that if, that if someone is in the Ir Mikla, if he kills someone by mistake and he has to run away to the city of refuge, so he's not allowed to leave, even if all the Jewish people need him, like Yoyev ben Suri, the general, in times of Dov Damlok. So the Rebbe asks, all the Jewish people need, need this guy. Why shouldn't he be allowed to leave? So Rebbe, whatever the explanation is, the Rebbe says another word, that since Torah says he shouldn't leave, is it right that if he would leave, he wouldn't, he wouldn't help the Jewish people? So in other words, so he says, if you push it, it's not going to end up being, it's not going to really end up being the right thing. But anyway, the point that I wanted to finish off, like I mentioned, the Rebbe spoke a number of times about it, different ways. One time the Rebbe said about, some few times the Rebbe said that this doesn't apply nowadays. It's also very important to understand, I just want to get into it. The Rebbe wasn't saying, the Rebbe was using it particularly regarding doing Pu'ulis in Torah Mitzvah serving Mashiach, not, uh, you know, to, in, at Kabbalah, not, whatever, or Zionism would get in that Shalish Shavuos, which is connected with a different discussion. The Rebbe also, another time he said, which is very, very, I think it's in Zinzan Zayusoy, the, the answer to many people today, the Rebbe said, I'm talking about, when you daven, you should really mean what you say. And you should really do something about it. If you really mean what you say, you can want to bring Mashiach. And then there was other times that Rebbe said, Rebbe said interesting thing, Rebbe, whatever, that's a separate thing. So uh, that was basically was that the time already came, Kolokola Kitsin at the time already came, and that... Um, Well, I'm to the wrong the Rabbi spoke once a second to the others. I didn't cut him off a little bit. Bala goes on the Abish. The Abish himself said because I could. The Abish is allowed to do it. And the Abish, you know, the Abish is pushing from the Rabbi told, I, I saw his leave, was doing, the Rabbi sitting after Hopi Shvat. So there was a came to the Rabbi with the matters of the Rock. The Rabbi told, people make a mistake. They think that it's the Abish who wants us to ask permission. You have very strong assurance that Zayda's Tachvetah happened because Pesach came 
da hier du musst schnassen kieder tag wo sie jeden schiffs kost kann du sieht mit dem dann von so the months on ended up being terrible programs in other words people don't understand that they 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 they, 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 they look at this thing they don't understand <laughs> that they just they just they just by us not having from shiach with the language they the problem is not that we're having too much the only thing the problem is that we don't care enough about it with the language which is also part of the selfishness so, so it's, it's a lot of people like you can just take it from your mom and she's not